I am I am Neil. Hello. He's Neil. I am Neil. <laughs> That's how my uh, cleaning lady texts me, by the way. What did she say? She goes, Neil, I am Marisol. <laughs> Even though you know who she is? I've known her for four years. She still identifies herself. Neil, I am Marisol. Can I come tomorrow? <laughs> she's cute. She's the best. Mar- Marisol. You see what she's done here. Ma- she's a miracle she's worker. Sli- <laughs> I'm, she's worked. She's got to work overtime because I'm not, I'm not good. Um, look, guys, the, this is a podcast. And what we're learning is that it's a podcast about r- racial advice and dating advice. and dating advice. That's we're never going to explicitly say that. That was the mistake the champs made because once you say we're only interviewing black people, people think you're racist. <laughs> um, and if we said we're doing a racial talk show, people would be like, "No." no so don't tell people that. what it's about. Just say hey, this is a comedian, this is a friend, <laughs> this is a funny guy, this is a friend. Um, all right, so I, as you know, while I'm a, while I'm the the main feeler, I'm also a fan feeler, mm-hmm. and I'll you know I'll watch the episodes, yeah, throughout the week. I'll you know to how can Neil improve things yeah, like that totally. And what I'm learning is, I'm learning a lot about you. Not a lot about me, Bianca. I'm learning a lot about you. <laughs> how here is what I'm learning. I'm learning that you will disagree with anything. You you have a you have what's called oppositional defiance disorder. Oh, thank where you. Where you figure Dr. out Phil. what the person you're talking to is saying and then you just immediately say no. Da, 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 da. Like if 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 I said Bianca uh you want a drink and you said yeah. And I say, you want a large? You go like, no, I want upper medium, which is like, no, we're saying the same thing. Well, what you have is um, some other disorder I don't know the name of. And that is that when people disagree with you, you have to go and assign them a psychological disorder. Mm-hmm. They couldn't possibly disagree with you. As Bianca, if you think that all I got out of therapy for the last 20 years was 20% feeling a little bit better you're out of your mind what i also got was basically a license to diagnose people based on things i figured out in therapy and things that um i've read on psychology today one of my favorite websites maybe you're just you 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 self-proclaim you have very unpopular opinions so the yeah. fact that i am but disagreeing no, no, no. but with you them. disagree with like i agree with you even, a lot of the time wa- but you don't it doesn't sound like it. You come in feelings. swinging, going like, I'm so happy to see you. And you're fucking throwing haymakers at everybody. Oh, my God. I'm <laughs> you guys. It's my birthday. You're fucking throwing no way. punches at people. No trying way. To, you hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. And you're a hurt person. <laughs> okay. Um, but I've also learned something about myself, Bianca. Here's what I've learned. <sighs> I have learned that I am... Such an arrogant monster. Yes. I'm so defensively sure of myself that it, it breeds two things. It makes watching me be wrong incredibly satisfying. Yes. It's got to be so satisfying to watch me uh, be belittled. Especially, I come in on my own shoulders. I come in propped up on my own shoulders like the champ <laughs> everywhere I go. And then... 
And then sometimes I find things out uh, in the, not often. Look, let's be honest, not that much, but sometimes. So I would say to you, congrats, you're welcome for, for, for the entertainment value you must get from seeing me be wrong. That's to the feelers. Okay. And, um, and I've also realized another thing within it, which is I, you know, the thing about Kevin Durant, where the basketball player, where he's very good. People don't like giving him that. People don't like. Is he arrogant? No, he's really not arrogant. He's like, he just wants people to think he's great. And he's been like finals MVP and he's done, he's been the normal MVP. But people are just like, they like not granting him any sort of, uh, commendation they like withholding from kevin durant and they'd say he's fucking up and i kind of feel like that's what showbiz does with me is they like not granting me any sort of like you're great they just go like you're a fucking i mean i'm talking about the commentators and also my career but i feel like people are like you fucking name dropper if I, uh, yeah, they're mad fucking, that you're They're fucking furious. Sorry if that Dave my stories name drops, are good. It's like uh, Dave name drops. It's I a, love when it's he name glorious. Drops. It's great. Then what could be better? Even though we met the people at the same time, what could possibly be better? No, but Neil, he's more famous and talented than you, so he can name drop. But you can't. Uh, it's whatever. It's stupid. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, so that's what I've learned in watching the feelers. What do you, what do you write some, uh, write to how Neil feel at Gmail and let us know what you give us an appraisal. Yeah. Tell us how we're doing. What are, no, 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 not how we're oh. doing because we're, you know, we're crushing it. What are we like? How would you describe us to people? Ooh, I don't know if I want yeah, to know that. Yes, you do. This is how you grow. This is how people grow is they <laughs> okay. find out difficult truths. I mean, I've spread some of the comments and they're not always that kind. They're pretty kind to you. They're very kind to me. There's some that are like, she's an idiot, not on his intellectual level. Oh, yeah. Like, fuck you. Yeah, but that's just honest. <laughs> if mm. you choke on that water. Mm. Mm. And then some are like, here for Binky. Here for she's Binky. She's way smarter. Neil and his supposedly hot take. Yeah, they're pretty hot, dude. They're, I make a living off of my takes. So he's fucking predictable. Really? So what do you tell me? What? Do you, what? But that's the thing. It's like, depending on the person, I'm either an idiot and you're very smart. No, no or, one or sees you're a total I'm a total idiot. tool And I'm like, I'm rubber. carrying the show. Or Neil's very funny I'm, and smart. Yeah. It's everyone writes in cartoon. On the internet, everyone's a cartoon. Yeah. Everyone, everything and everyone is a fucking like, fuck. This, it's people want to get noticed. So they go like, goat, goat. What are you talking about? <laughs> fucking goat. The That's trash, good. trash goat, or goat. Goat is good. Goat. And I know, but everyone's the goat because everybody oh, yeah. wants like to get, everyone wants to be noticed. So everybody feels like. They're talking in superlatives. Yes. Everything constant superlatives, superlatives because um, 45 things that will blow your fucking mind about Scarlett Johansson's right foot. All right. Let's go to. Bianca made a dumb purchase. So let's go to dumb purchase, but it wasn't me this week. Dumb. Dumb purchase. Dumb purchase. Uh, look, I'm not the only one who's dumb, and I'm not the only one who makes dumb purchases. Bianca 
texted me and said she got some Jordans. J- Bianca, <laughs> bring those Jordans into frame, please. They're actually not Jordans. They're Air Maxes. There they are. <laughs> the Michael Jordan. I listen, every Nike shoe to me undercover is... undercover Jordans. Every Nike shoe to me is a, a Jordan. It's some old lady shit. Like, I got an iPhone. No, you just got a a, a smartphone, Granny. <laughs> um, it's like the Kleenex. Those? It's like the Kleenex, Q-tips, everything's a Jordan. How much were those? Uh, they were expensive. How much? I don't say. Why not? I don't know. Just look it up. They were 180 <laughs> Sure, something like that. 210 I, like, bought them on, like, my credit card. I just was, like, a dumb late-night purchase. I'm like, I'm going to get it. Um. I I like those shoes. Do you like them? Yeah, I do like. I like them before you bought them. I'm, oh. What I mean is, the but my problem with those shoes, bring what? them on up. I don't ever wear shoes that have a white uh, lower. Yeah, that part because I know. it's the first thing to get dirty. So that what, what I've do? gone to. You got to get like shoe goo and like do <laughs> when you come home Someone from the club. Says, like, you got to get your toothbrush. Something. It's like some. Uh, yeah, there's, yeah, no, I just start buying this for everybody. Just buy shoes with black, those parts. It's too late. I know, but I'm saying for the future. You know what someone, so a feeler actually wrote me and like, they were very helpful. <laughs> what do you think they were more helpful with? Reading or Jordans? Jordans by far. Because you got a lot of help in both, both I, departments. I, I have, but can I tell you the funniest thing? This one feeler wrote in. He was giving me tips about the Jordans. He's basically saying anything, any Jordan under like 14 and under are good. After that, it gets weird. Whatever. And he was like, please, whatever you do, don't buy Team Jordans. He's like, those are strictly for Puerto Ricans and Hulk Hogan. Do you know what Team Jordans are? Uh, yes. Those are the non-Air Jordans. Yeah. Like Chris Paul. Like Blake has them. Russell. They're not quite as bad. Blake has to wear them. Are they? Um, like everyone's shitting on Team Jordans. He doesn't Jordans. have to wear them, but they're, it's, just, there's, it's better money in wearing those than like getting his own one. Okay. Um, but yeah, they're like for they're like for male nurses. <laughs> they're kind of for male nurses. They're kind of for they're like the ones you see at that like Saks Fifth Off or whatever. Oh, they're no, the, the off, ones you see at like Shoe North. Warehouse. Okay. Like they're almost made exclusively. <laughs> yes, they're made exclusively <laughs> almost for DSW for people that are that are not rich. Yeah, and they go like, expensive. oh shit, I got Jordans. But meanwhile, it's like yeah. You got Jordans, but that's like the S class of Jordans. It's like, mm, did you? You got some Jordans oh there, buddy? God. You got. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's really fucked up to. It is kind of fucked up because Jordans up. are very expensive. Yeah. I remember a kid in grade school, like the first, he got the first pair of like Jordan, fake Jordan parody. Like, and it was just so sad. He was like an Irish immigrant. Oh no! He, you still had Irish. He kids? really, yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? Uh, we just had an Irish kid in our class. Um, <laughs> it was in the 1800s, uh, but he had Neil's a vampire jo- canvas Jordans, and it was, and we called them like ground Jordans and stuff. Oh, it's not a great joke, but it was 1986, so we were still, you know what I mean? <laughs> we were still coming up. We were still developing our voices. But look, Jordans are Jordans, and uh, these aren't Jordans. <laughs> uh, they just signed. They just signed Zion Williamson, which is very exciting, the the big basketball player. Oh, yeah. What's he um, going to do? He's going to get his own shoe, and he's going to, I hope. Now, he will be the, the part of the part of the problem is that Jordan was a guard. And I think when they give sneaker contracts to 
players, they prefer they be guards because guards more relatable than say center. But oh wait, why? Because centers are like more like linemen. They're Is that like, like football. What Muggsy Bogues center. Was? No, Muggsy Bogues was a was a dwarf. Uh, <laughs> no, he was a he was a guard. He was t- he's small. So so they like to give him to like and then and then LeBron and and KD get their own shoes, but. But those their shoes don't sell like crazy. Okay, but what happens when Zion plays? Because he hasn't played for the NBA right, mm-hmm. yet, nope. right? Did the season start? Nope. I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And he sucks. Uh, they'll just be on some like we believe in him. We because they sign people every year, and okay. some of them are good. Some like Chris. I mean, Blake worked out. Couple like some people work out. Russell Westbrook they sign. Uh, but they also signed um, Jabari Parker, a guy you've never heard of. No. Uh, and then they just went like, oh, we'll still send you shit. <laughs> oh, you Jabari. We'll, you know, we'll send you some shit. Um, uh, this, so I've been working with Blake Griffin, the great basketball player, on um, wh- some jokes, right? Yeah. Maybe he's doing stand-up in, Tor- in, Mon- in Montreal. Maybe. And he's Rumor giving me... Basically, merch credit. Part of what he's giving me is merch credit, but he's giving me—you mean for your payment? Yeah, but he's giving me so much (laughs) that I'm like, I—I said, don't, I can't. You, he has a thing where you have to spend it in a year, and then it renews every year. Like he has a set amount that renews. Wow. And I'm like, dude, you need to stretch this because I can't spend this much money, Neil, every year. But we can spend this. I thought about that. Then you I got, thought about you, it, and then the thought passed. No, you mad um, me? Yeah, what do you, uh, sweetheart? What do you need? <laughs> you just got some. I'm not going to get you, Jordan. I'm like you're my dad now. You just, I just got your shoes. Um, okay, so so good for the banks, and uh, good for good for Jordan, good for Zion, good for Nike. Now, let's talk about a red hot article. New Yorker journalist Jane Mayer dropped a heater uh, about Al Franken. Um, and Banks didn't finish it because she's not used to the heft of a New Yorker article. It was long. I was there, like, and I, that wasn't God even a long damn. one. I know. But that's the thing about New York articles. They're long. But by the end of it, God damn it, do you feel do you, you're in it. So you're an avid New Yorker subscriber. Uh-huh. And like how long – like. How long does it take you, you to finish? I mean, that? they they back they really back up. You just have to pick okay. a thing per week. You can't. You got to be smart about it. It's funny because they have like a little like listen to the audio, yeah, like the audio like, article, mm. and I was like, mm, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And then it was like it was an, an hour, hour 20. and twenty minutes, yeah. and I was like, dude, yeah, I ain't got like yeah. I feel like I could read faster, but then I'm like, I maybe bet it I took can't. me about an hour. I mean, all maybe not an hour twenty, but that's about how slow I read. I read like a narrator. In my head. You read pretty fast. I don't. I'm ashamed. Okay. I'm impressed. I, I feel like most people are in shape, ashamed by their. You're ashamed by yours. Out loud I'm reading. I read by, in my I mean, head. I'm, I sound out, very smart in my head. You're out, you're out loud reading is a nightmare. Um, <laughs> it's like when foreign people come here and they're yes, like. like oh, I sound way smarter in my own language. Oh, God. Um, so here's, here's, here, here's what I think. I think that some of the quotes in the Franken article from a the accuser one of the accusers and b from chris and gillibrand were so fucking irresponsible it was 
breathtaking. One of the quotes from from the accuser was, uh, hold on, it's going to make you sick. It's going to make you sick. Um, the woman said that in 2006, when Franken was still a comedian, he made her uneasy by looking as if he planned to kiss her. Oh, I thought she, he kissed her, he tried to kiss her, and she said no. She, like, ducked. Ducked. Here's the thing, though. Al is a kisser, and I don't mean that in a, in a, I mean it like Sarah Silverman's quoted in the article, I've met him, he didn't kiss me, uh, <laughs> but like Jane Curtin, all the SNL female writers right. were like, he was the only guy at SNL who wasn't a piece of shit. Like he's long, he's been married for 50 years to a woman he met at school, he's a senator, Yeah, he does, he does do bits sometimes, but I don't like the thing with grabbing her thing. That was from the sketch, the where he's gra- fake yeah. grabbing the lady. That was doing a bit about a guy who would do something like that. Yeah, like that was the bit. Is like remember like guys that would do this. So it's all out of context. They explain the context, and then Kristen Gillibrand had another quote that made me want to uh, uh, jump out a window. The women who came forward felt it was sexual harassment, so it was. It's a tough one. Is it a tough one? I know it's not as much of a tough one for you, but it's just tough because sexual harassment is completely subjective. Correct. And that's not laws. Laws can't be subjective. Laws are not subjective. No, 100%. But this wasn't that... This was way more of a moral uh, resign than like criminal it was more pressure than than criminal it was pressure from his caucus and pressure from the 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 women from um, like oh it looks bad it it was all like bad senators it was all bad Bad pr bad optics exactly bad optics but it was not anything criminal Mm -mm. so when you have sexual harassment on just vibes right yeah you can't it's 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 the reason why i said it's tough is because there's plenty of dudes who give you really fucking creepy vibes. And I, you're just like, ah, dude, yeah. that guy would totally take advantage of me if I was drunk in like a room alone with him. Yeah. But then there's guys, I don't, it's just, it's hard because. But that's I mean, not a, a, a fireable offense. No, it's no, not it's a, it's not a go to the press offense. Really, the fact that the it, people most... think I'm uncomfortable, call the cops. Is, is... well, that's mostly just no, right. I agree. It's, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, but discomfort isn't being made uncomfortable. <laughs> isn't a... against the law. It's not. No one broke a law. It's when they break a law, fucking absolutely call the cops. Yeah. But if you're uncomfortable, guess who else is uncomfortable? Everybody, all the time. So. If it's in the if I'm uncomfortable in a sexual realm, that doesn't mean well. This is a special sort of discomfort. Um, it's like uh, it's like m- menacing. He was menacing me. What the fuck are you talking about? Um, <laughs> he was walking again. If someone walking. touches you in a way you don't want, but the problem is hugging and shaking hands. Even 
can you could go he it was a creepy handshake creepy hug everyone yeah. knows a creepy everyone hug. knows a creepy hug everyone knows a creepy handshake i know them because i invented them um i'm one of the there's, i'm one of the greats there's some there's a few people who were like uh oh here i hugged a girl hug. the other day and i did the thing i felt like she was gonna hold her boobs back so i held my boobs back and she was like what are you doing what's with your hug and i'm like i'm not gonna <laughs> let your hug? you hold boobs back first and then i'm out here <laughs> out here trying to put my boobs out <laughs> And I'm and I whiff, I titty whiff. You know, for a long time, my standard hug was like boobs smushed against the chest. <laughs> Don't I know it? And then That's why someone you're here. made a <laughs> someone. I, he made me hug him for uh-huh. two hours. Yeah. Um, you're and, you're right for this podcast. You're the right gal. And then someone was like, "Ew!" And he just made me when it's, he forced me to smush my boobs against his chest, and I was just like. Oh, how else are you hey, hugging? What do you mean? How, like, what, why, why didn't you just give them? I was like, how else are you hugging? Yeah. Not, a lot of girls do the like. Yeah, which I, I would too if I were a girl. But I, she was chest. upset when I when I did it to her. And it's like, no, that's what happens. I'm right. not going to let you. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go go wait for you on the corner. And then you don't fucking show up. Well, I'm just afraid because I like flirting and uh-huh. that sort of energy. And I'm afraid, I have this weird vision of the future where guys just do not hit on women mm-hmm. in, it ain't, it in ain't. public spaces. That was part, there was a study recently about, about uh, the sexual lives of you know, people 18 to 22, and that's part of it. Is what? There's less sex now, and part of it's because people don't want to be weird and, or be accused of being weird. Isn't that in one of your bits? Like you guys uh, yeah, are having yeah, less yeah, you sex than you're yeah, yeah. fucking But nerds. now there's like it's there's more and more studies coming out about it. Uh, well, I believe like 10, 15 years ago, when I was in high school, I we had to study different cultures. I don't remember the topic, and I stumbled upon an article that said men in Japan, um, their libido so low, like they yeah. have e girlfriends and like imaginary yeah. girlfriends because. It's either like school or they just Women don't feel too. up to no it. No one's fucking in Japan. What's up? So their population is shrinking. Yeah. And I remember thinking how absurd that sounded. Uh, yeah. And now but it's when, like, but yeah, the it's way, kind of you know, it's way. like the way the internet replaced TV for a lot of people, like just in terms of you ever talk to young people and you go, <laughs> what bands do. do you like? And they're like, I don't really listen to music. And you're like, what are no. you talking Really? Absolutely, absolutely. I feel like young people listen to so much weird music. No, I'm not saying no young people, but no, sometimes you talk to young people and you go, and they go, I I play video games. I don't listen to music. Oh yeah. There's only so many hours in the day, so people, uh, they just rip, you. If you're playing video games for six hours, that's six hours that people older than 35 would have spent reading, listening to music, whatever. And now they just like no, so they don't. And in some ways, the internet's replaced sex for people. If you can yeah, play video completely. games for, if you can play Warcraft or or any of these games, you're gonna, you know, if you're playing the, the whatever, I can't remember the. the Zoom but basically, or, you're gonna do all your life. Yeah, that's your life, and well, and so that's another reason why people are having less sex. What do you? What is your takeaway from this? Because you're also a comic, and he's a comic, and you're very. I I uh I met him three months ago and and spent time with him, like with Franken. He 
Rock had a movie and he did like a small rewrite room. And he was like, let me call Franken, bug it. And so Franken came and did it. And it was, there were a couple cute things. So when Chris started Saturday Night Live, Franken was the head writer. And Franken was like an SNL legend. Like yeah. he was big in the 70s and 80s. And so when, when, before Franken got there, Chris was like squarely in charge. And I was pitching things and he'd be like kind of dismissing them. And then Franken came and it was like seeing a guy like Chris is Chris, but Franken is capital Al, capital Franken to Chris. Cause when Chris met him, Yay, Chris was the first time, the first year on SNL, young comic. So he's like fucking Al Franken and everything. Franken pitched all the shit I'd already pitched. And Chris was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, you bitch ass motherfucker. He pitched it. It's great. Um, <laughs> so so that was cute. And then spending time with him. He's a fucking funny motherfucker. Like, he's just really funny, really smart. And uh, he is... It it seemed like he couldn't believe it, this situation he was in. We didn't really talk about it very much, but he just... And that's the sense I got from the article. Like, he put his head in his hands at one point in the article. And they're like, he can't believe that that's what... That's like he, because when he read the articles, he was like, well, what? It's just one person. And then if it's political, it just snowballs and, and, uh, and, and it's just a, it's just shitty. And then a lot of people on Twitter yesterday, when I, cause I reposted the article, were saying, well, there's a couple things now where they go like, this is biased journalism. And then you go like, how? And they go, well, they said they put Kristen Gillibrand in quotes as being, believe all women or pro women no matter and it was like well because it's a quote from her yeah that's what she said yeah uh so it, they were, people were picking out these weird examples of how it was biased and i was like this is not convincing like if you read the facts of the article there it seems like none of this would be convincing in in certainly neil's court which is kind of the only court there is and uh and nor would it be convincing to an actual court of public opinion. So right. he just got and and then the other thing is like, well, if we have to lose, uh, it's collateral damage. If that if, if losing him's the price of, then so be it. It's like, all right, all right, so be it. Is that your new mantra in terms of justice? So be it. Because the good thing, and I think I've said this to you before, the good thing about talking, having black conversations with black dudes, a part of my diet part of my regular uh, ecosystem. Chris is always very quick to point out if they're doing this to white people, you have any fucking idea what they're going to do to me? Oh yeah. That was his thing with Donald Sterling. It's like, if they're taking teams away from white men, <laughs> like I am fucked. So as much as it, as much and women, Men are going to retaliate. They're just going to, you know that they're going to retaliate. But and which we talked about last week. We talked about last week. I will say, though, I think the reason why it's not so much a, oh, well, getting caught in the crossfire, Frank, and, you know, so be it. But because the court of law is a place where that has failed miserably for women getting justice for yeah. sexual assault, just based on the laws. Yeah. like. Yeah. Hard to prove. It's very hard to it's prove. It's like, yeah. do you have a videotaped yeah, evidence? Yeah. Well, you asked for it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So there's really no other place besides the 
like Neil's court, uh-huh. uh, where these can be tried. And unfortunately, it's just the court of public yes. opinion and feelings and temperament yeah, but, of the yes. mob. Yes. And that's, and yes. But, but that that's, is, but it, that is e- as unfair as it not getting, it getting so little justice in the actual justice yes, system. It's but all that's just a shit. bad solution. It is a bad it's solution. A bad, it's a non-solution. Yeah. It's like, hey, let's swap out one fucked up system for, the other. for another fucked up system that favors us. And if I feel something, it's like, well, he robbed you. Yeah, but he felt like he murdered me. So you're up for murder charges. Yeah. Like, no, you have to. It's, it's controversial to say, I believe in due process now. Because due process means you don't believe all right. women. No, I don't believe all women. Not automatically. I'll believe them if I hear the evidence and I'm convinced by it. I believed um, the the Kavanaugh woman. I believed the fuck out of her. And the on thing, the 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 whatever. The closer of the article was Cav- the Christine Blasey Ford's lawyer said she believed Franken. She's like, I don't. This is not. This is not good. At, this is not a good. Yeah, this these is are, not. These are this is not helping. Evidences. The, yeah, but the problem is, we have a thing that's like, believe all kids, and kids can lie, too. You know, Who, like I've never heard believe all kids. No, not believe all kids. But there's this thing where it's like, oh, this kid accused him of maybe assault, sexual assault, or something. Yeah. You are already like they say they. Uh, they say that being accused of certain things, just the accusation, just the accusation you're tainted forever. Yes. It's not necessarily believe the kid. It's just like people start looking at you weird. Even yeah. if you're found like I, he lied and everything, you still have kind of a scarlet letter. So how do you deal with these things? These things that will ruin people's lives that, you know, people's lives actually get ruined. Yeah. I mean, where does well, that's it go? when people go, oh, well, then I'm just not going to go around kids. And I'm just not going to go around women. But if there's no thing. due process, then fuck it. Then I'm not even going to bother. I was thinking about what we talked about the last episode, uh, the Pence rule. Yeah. Maybe I should save it for when we talk about it. But um, No, that I actually didn't include that last episode. Oh, okay. That's fine. No. Uh, and what was really interesting is that if you think about certain they're not laws but they're just general practices if i go to the obgyn and it's a male doctor a female nurse stands in there with me but if it's a female if it's female doctor no nurse stands in there with me yeah or you know we can't have kids in certain positions not because you're a pedophile but just because why it's would we put practices. them yeah, exactly it's so in a practice. way it feels archaic and a little insulting. Yeah. Well, the other, the other thing is it implies that women could never sexually assault a woman. It does. Because, like, it's just the assumption is, which I don't disagree with, but it's certainly not fair. It's not fair, but I think at this point we're going based on, I think there was this article I read a few years ago that said the amount of sexual abuse cases uh, kid sexual abuse or any type of abuse actually it was both um, like physical mental sexual abuse in lesbian relationships is less than half a percent of mm-hmm. all I mean it's so rare yeah and that doesn't mean 
no lesbian is capable of it means assaulting almost you. none but it I mean, means it very means you don't let her let her diddle your vagina without supervision kind of you know what i'm saying uh yeah diddle let her diddle don't it. say diddle you're here for your monthly your your <laughs> monthly bi-yearly diddle. diddle um yeah so i don't i i just think he did justice wasn't served but i also think it's too late it's fucking too late for him i think he just has to resign himself to books and consulting and comedy does it scare you this sort of wave or do you uh i just i i'm lucky to not be famous enough people have tried <laughs> to cancel me before and it's like what do you cancel i'm already canceled. <laughs> i self-cancel i'm not I'm popular enough to get canceled i'm i'm getting there yeah. but i'm not i'm just not popular enough to i also have nothing to lose what are you going to take away from me it would hurt me directing commercials or like Kurt Metzger couldn't get booked in clubs, stuff like that. But right. but I've also grandfathered myself in as like a known, a known, like, uh, un- a known racial, right. I don't know what you call myself, a racial something. Me and Kenya called ourselves racial profiteers. <laughs> uh, who did blackish <laughs> like we're like <laughs> that's kind of the business um okay so that's let's talk about uh hip-hop this we got a lot of hip-hop stories what are these what are the rappers doing what, what are the rappers what doing these rappers what do? are these rappers doing okay couple stories first one's the extantacion <laughs> triple extantacion don't say it like that um a woman uh, did a there's Comedy Central has a show live from the cellar which airs Fridays at midnight, and she did a joke about it wasn't even about the guy. He she goes, you guys morning triple X Natasion. Okay, that's a little condescending, but whatever. And then she says he went to the car dealership uh, with seventy thousand dollars in cash, and then to buy a Bugatti or whatever, and she, and he was murdered. And that, to me, if nothing else, is a commercial for Venmo. <laughs> right? Okay? So you don't have a dog in the fight. You laughed. Audience laughed. Right. I laughed at what you said, though. Ski Mask, the slump god, then reposted, like, look at this clown. Now, I... Wait, recently, that was all... What was the point? What was the bit? That's the bit. What? What? That, that it's went, a commercial that, for Venmo. Oh, I thought you were saying that. No, 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 no. That's the bit. Oh, okay. So... That's a commercial for Venmo. And so she got doxxed by Extentacion's fran- uh, fans and um, and mul- like death threats, innumerable death threats, because she made a joke that he was basically the setup of. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can argue, some can argue it's tasteless, but it's but cool. Not, I mean... It's cool. So go ahead and argue it. Uh, but And then she apologized. Comedy Central took it down. But it's like, yo, you stupid motherfuckers. Why are you treating a rapper like he's Allah? Like the, the, way, the way Islam feels about Allah is how people feel about Beyonce. And which says about, it says something about the, the the where we are as a culture now is that that these people are gods yeah. and they are prayed to and all that stuff uh and also that guy's a wife beater or he beat up his girlfriend um when so she was what do you did you did you 
give him a death threat then? Did you give him a death threat or you were just cool with it? That's what it, it made me think that if Jeffrey Epstein could rhyme, he wouldn't be in a, none of these problems. Because no people way. would just write like, free Jeff automatically. <laughs> if a rapper does a crime, he automatically must be freed. Yeah, no, Those are the hip hop rules. Come home. We don't care about crime if you can rhyme. No one's saying that anymore about R. Kelly, though. Right now, R. Kelly's yeah, after, kind of, 20 yeah, after 20 years of saying, leave of him alone. Like, leave him, why are you trying to fuck up his legacy? That's no. when that I, I'm actually proud of society, how they were like, not R. Are you Kelly. finally, you have pretty high standards for society that you're finally like, you know what? Okay, good one, society. No, I don't that mean that. they finally. I just mean R. Kelly. I just feel like every generation is better than the last. And this generation's <laughs> like, you don't think so? Uh, I don't. Like they improve I in mean, some ways, but they're sure. also death threatening. So what? How do they improve? I mean, they, they give death they threats did. for nothing. There's death threats. Didn't also, start you, with what? This. Think about all the fucking vile shit dudes rap about, and the, and so you have a problem with saying that's a commercial for Venmo. Right. Chris yeah. did a joke about Biggie and Tupac weren't assassinated; those two got shot. So what do you? So what? So what? Should Chris be dead? Should all these people be dead for talking about your here the that rapper you liked? Like it's so fuck again, none of these people are listening, but it's so fucking dumb. But the thing is, none of these people are probably even saw the clip. No, they saw the clip. I mean a lot of they, it was a easy it's, oh, it's it a, up. Yeah. It no, it was on it was on Twitter. Um the clip. I, I just mean these aren't people who are watching stand up comedy. Like, these are people that don't understand comedy. And they yeah. just go like I said I would ride for X. Dude, you're not even going to... You're going to be so embarrassed by liking X in three years. You're going to be like, what? What did I like? He had... <laughs> he had uh, what? Um, so, it's so it's pit- it's just pitiful to me. Now, on the other side of the hip-hop... A lot of hip-hop. Of the hip-hop coin. Um, so, ASAP got... He's locked up in Sweden, et cetera, et cetera. He was basically tried to, based on the tapes I've seen, I watch tapes, uh, based on the tapes I've seen, <laughs> based tapes. on the three-quarter inch tapes I've seen, uh, he tried to de-escalate. Dudes wouldn't stop. And then he ended up fighting him. And there's video of him tossing the dude and punching him. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and so Trump, Kanye calls Trump, Trump. So what I said on Twitter was, so how do people feel, all the people who shat on Kanye for befriending Trump, how do you feel now that he's using it to good ends? And they were like, the same. A bunch of them said the same. It's like, no, you don't. Because my Kanye joke, since it came out that he made $150 last year from from Yeezy, people don't think he's crazy anymore. They're like, oh, he's not crazy. <laughs> oh, no, he's good. Like, they're not mad at him anymore. No, they're not because they're just like, he is a genius. We knew yeah. it. He yeah. just didn't take his meds. I The most interesting thing I find about the ASAP situation is uh, ASAP Rocky has been pretty, you know, vocal about mm. just his, like, against... He had a Ferguson thing, yeah. Ferguson he said he didn't thing. care about Ferguson. He also... So yeah, he was like, I'm in Beverly Hills, bitch. By the like, way, I- received no death threats because of it. 
Right. He also did the, said this thing that I encountered after, it was like a ripple effect because people are mindless sometimes and like, oh, this rapper thinks that. Yeah, I also share that opinion. He said that he doesn't think dark-skinned girls or black girls should wear red lipstick because it looks bad on them. Okay. And well, that's just... Well, he's like a fashion... Yeah, but he's a, he's like, he basically said dark-skinned women should not wear red lipstick. It doesn't look good on them. Right. And so, But what if like a magazine said that? They wouldn't say it specifically. They'd be like, you know, if you tend to be more of a midnight... No, they're all saying the same g- thing. G- g- he just was like a clunky about it. Whatever. Right, but that's clunky. Okay, that's forgivable. So, but... And then a bunch of dudes, black dudes started being like, we don't date girls with, red. Ah, it was so stupid. Some guy said that to me. It's like, you don't look good with red lipstick. Like, I don't like when brown girls wear red lipstick. So a lot of black women got very offended yeah. at that. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. So he goes to jail and all this like black Twitter and black Instagram are just like, oh, That's the guy, you, you this is, this is the guy. Remember, this yeah. is the guy that wants our help from the community now. Yeah. I will say, though... First of all, he didn't say, I need help from the community. He didn't say that specifically. No, he didn't. He'd rather... Between you and I, I'm sure he'd way rather have white people. (laughs) (laughs) Because, A, white people know people in Sweden, and they can make shit happen. uh, Yeah, I would... And he lives in that world. He lives in that, like, fashion-y art world. I know, like, a few girls who dated him. They're white. Yeah. I've spent a little bit of time with them, and... uh, and uh, with him and him and the uh, Kanye, and uh, <laughs> uh, not. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't say they're, but they just they they. Kanye, whatever. When I went to Sunday service, they were it was like eighty percent black. Um, but when I, but they, I, I think that they're they like they like being they like they think it's um, cosmopolitan to to have like a a lot of races of friends yeah it's part of 100%. It. like we went to we were in germany i was there doing shows with dave and me and dave and kanye and asap went to an mgmt concert yeah that was last year yeah or... yeah mgmt yeah they still do concerts <laughs> we didn't stay long but i'm just saying like they like the women germany i'm out in germany yeah, at one the of MGMT. one I'm... yeah exactly yeah uh, i always I'm say be- i'm bespoke i'm hotter in germany yeah, no, ain't, I nobody, ain't no other binkies walking um, around. So, to the Kanye point, inf- just shut up about Kanye because you don't know what you're talking about, and you people have no consistency. And I don't think that Kanye was friends with Trump because he thought it would pay off in some way. No. But uh, that lady probably wouldn't be free if Kim wasn't. But you and I don't your- think that I. I also don't subscribe to the idea that anyone's voting based on what Kanye thinks of somebody. No, but he is really connected to people are very connected to his music. So it's like a weird extension, but your, your bit that you have on Kanye mm-hmm. to me explains it perfectly. It's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's, he's a mentally ill person who sometimes does music. He's not a music musician who, who is mentally ill. He's a mentally ill person. Who sometimes does music. And now he's come, he's finally admitted it. Like, on Letterman's Netflix right. show, like he said, and everybody got mad at me for you don't know. I'm like, shut, just shut up. All these weird, dumb stands that I that treat these real regular people like writers or like like gods. I'm sorry. And when I said regular, I, what I meant to say was 
they're regular people. Many of them have writers. So, and everyone acts like Beyonce, she didn't write any of it. She just said it. It's like, okay. Um, So, so not like at least if you worship comedians, at least they wrote it. Yeah. For the most part. She definitely wrote that. Absolutely. But I'm saying Kanye is writers. Beyonce is writers. Uh, Extentacion probably had writers. Like every, everyone in music has writers. Except no, pretty you don't you haven't heard a song that doesn't have more than one writer on it. No, a hundred percent. My friend was saying I was talking about when Whitney died. I was like, I'm so sad. And she's like, I prefer people who write their own music. And I was like, Then okay. you, well, who do you like? So Robert nope. Johnson, how far back <laughs> are you going? Um, so yeah, so so uh, that's why it's it's it's. I mean, I was gonna say it's it's not. We talked about this already, but you as black, it's hard for black people to write people off. If you have access to power, it's hard to be like, fuck you. Yeah, no, I don't it want is. it. It can, it can pay off. Would I prefer Kanye didn't like Trump? Absolutely. But let's look on the bright side. <laughs> it's gotten ASAP Rocky. Absolutely. Nothing. Thank God. It's gotten ASAP Rocky. A lot of uh, press. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi. Okay, so me and my friends are having this debate. Yes. And it was very interesting. You have these black men in mm-hmm. Hollywood right now, like Jordan Peele, mm-hmm. like, I'm saying like right now because it makes sense. Uh-huh. Like, um, Jesse Williams. Is that Jesse Williams, Childish Gambino, what's his name? Donald Glover. Donald Glover. And they make content that's very critical. Of yeah. white America, and they stand, they kind of take a stand for the black voice. And Jesse Williams, you know, wearing black people like it's a costume and black girl magic and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, get out. And, but the, I guess the question I posed to my friends when we were talking about it was they, all of these, all these guys end up having like white wives and white. Mm-hmm. Baby mamas. I mean, Jesse Williams are so great and beautiful. They are, but white. <laughs> My white queens. <laughs> okay, um, Jesse Williams didn't have a white wife. He had a black wife, but he did date. He has dated white women after he mm-hmm. divorced his girlfriend, or his sorry, wife. his wife. So I'm wondering, is it hypocritical for someone who, I mean, Get Out was kind of. I mean, it was about an interracial relationship. I know it was made up but it did take shots at the symbol of like a black man with white woman and an uber liberal like family i mean i'm just wondering i want to know your opinion do you think it's hypocritical for them to date 
talk how speak about how great black women black love black unity and date a white woman or is it like just nerdy black guys that probably just were used to getting white girls or yeah, is love or is that's blind, what they're or? attracted to or they, do you think it's hypocritical though because they do uh, i find i i i find this all i find it impossible to call i just don't i not like i don't feel entitled because i feel entitled to everything but i feel <laughs> um i feel I, I don't know. I don't know what good staying in a person's race is. I don't know. It's because we all, this is this is like the double game everyone plays, which is we're all the same. We're all people. Right. And until, until it comes time to, and then sometimes we're not. Sometimes I'm on this side of this, this color of skin or this, feature size or whatever so i i think that people are hypocritical by nature right and i'm sure that those guys all grapple with it jordan's half white jesse's half white you know i i think that you can be you can be pro-black as a as a just as a civil rights issue just as like black people are treated so badly in America. Like it's hard it, for me anyway, not to root for him. But I don't know why I, I don't, I fucking don't know. I don't think anyone does. Okay. I think it's just people have an opinion. And I, I think to have a hard and fast opinion about who should, because white people enforce segregation for so long, then, or, and broke up black families. So then you have to be like, well, you know what that means? We have to do It's like, well, you don't have to do anything. Exactly. Uh, well, okay. If Martin Luther King and Malcolm X dated, only dated white women, mm -hmm. I feel like people would have had a problem with it. I agree. But though, but they are not, they couldn't rhyme. <laughs> Malcolm rhymed a little. Um, and they were staunch i mean malcolm x is basically a segregation like 100%. i mean he became less of one but or like not one toward the very end but um yeah martin it wouldn't have been a good but he was also in some ways he martin luther king was espousing interracial dating so i i i just don't know i don't know if it's right i don't know if it's right it's like well, what if white girls are nicer to them? Or yeah, what if they find they're just they come to them more? Yeah, they hit on them more. They right. are more available. Like I bet you know Donald Glover was a corny motherfucker <laughs> to girls until like he was always probably good with like Euro Euro girls, right? But until like the la, la, back half of the first season of Atlanta. I'm back sure there were a lot of the back half. <laughs> I bet there were a lot of black girls that were on the fence about Donald. It's, and when he had short hair, they weren't on the fence. They were not fucking. There is no fence. Get uh -huh. away. <laughs> yeah, like ugh. Well, I know I have black male friends mm -hmm. that they love black women and they cannot get black women. They mm -hmm. just can't. Mm -hmm. They have to get like find an alternative Zoe right. Kravitz type. It's, it's this yes, it's it's the prescribing who you can date versus who it's like i don't I, what if what if my penis doesn't get erect <laughs> right. so what do i need to do like what what 
for you? I got to do this for you right. for your political sensitivities or your political proclivities. I have to please you. Now, would I write movies about it? I, I don't know. I, I don't think, know. Does, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Would you go out of your way to write? I mean, I bet. I, I I I feel like Chelsea Peretti wasn't the first white girl that that no. that you, we don't. Neither of us know for a fact. But um, our hunch says right. I bet that wasn't the first white, and I'm sure it's just like it. Get Out is basically a sketch. It's a comedy <laughs> sketch, but just done played for horror. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the brain, the mind goes there. It's never not gonna. Well, also, and no then one Chelsea's was... sort of like Chelsea's fr- again from the Bay. Chelsea has like a lot of old black friends, like from you know her best friends, like from kindergarten's like a black girl. So I don't fucking know. But I feel like the flip side is saying, you know, oh, you shouldn't. People do both. They want to promote unity in the community. And it's obviously like yeah. an oppressed community. But then they're like, love is blind. No, I know. Love is they blind. who you want. The, the loving story. Uh, if, there was, if I was out here espousing racial unity, but, I, but then I wouldn't. I, I don't know. It's like, or if I only dated white girls, I, there's also something weird about that. Right. Like, okay, or the, it's, court it's, the it's as weird as only dating black girls. Which would be uh, weird. Uh, and I also, really... is there something to protect or not? That's the thing that no one will say. This always comes up at the, at the Olympics. Like, we're all one. Da, da, da. It's like, well, what are you? <laughs> why are we rooting? I would say in America, black people root for the black Americans. Yeah. Then they'll root for Caribbean and African <laughs> countries above white Americans. Yeah. So it basically is just like a racial. It's, it's a race. it's a race it's a race race. Is what it's it a is. race race. Yeah, it's basically just like a it's a it's a ethnic. It's an ethnic uh, field day. What's interesting though is that there's a lot more criticism when it's a black man with a white woman than oh like if Ava, Ava mm-hmm. du, Duvernay Duvernay if she had like a white husband and I don't know any strong black woman had a white husband i think she would not get as much criticism or flack yeah i don't yeah i know it's weird it's just it's these weird cultural tides and double standards that are impossible to detangle even for me who's obsessed with it i'm like i don't fucking i don't know which word to cut (laughs) um uh all right let's go to some emails it's time to check that email All right, look, this is this is a great email, and I'm going to read it. Okay. Neil and Bianca, congrats. No, you know what? You want to start? It's about you. So, oh, okay. Give me some tone. Give me some. <sighs> been thinking ah, about all of your... Give me some variability. Okay. Hit it. Neil and Bianca, congratulations on the podcast. I've been enjoying from the first episode, but even better, I've oh, but even better, I've got a celebrity crush. For the first time in forever. So that being said, and with the last week's open about Binky's top, I thought now would be a good time to ask dot, dot, dot. What Binky thinky about her newfound celebrity? And now having groupies. 
You've mentioned on the show you like sexual tension. Has it hit you yet that you're getting it from all these unseen fans discovering you on the show? Is it the thought of flat? Is it the thought of it? Is the thought of it flattering? Hot? Creepy? Hope you guys get to read this on the show. I know I'm not the only one wanting to know. Lastly, uh, okay, I don't know. The show has the feelers. Neil has the neophytes or whatever. Terrible name. <laughs> That's what she said. Binky's <laughs> fans need a name oh my bestowed God. by our beautiful leader. <laughs> oh, no, R.A. in Baltimore. Okay. Banks, um, talk to I, him. Celebrity. That is a interesting uh, operative word. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. Mm-hmm. I... Um, no, it's just a few people that come into my work and they're like, oh my God, Binky. And that's enough. That is, makes my, it's like I, my 2019 is already great. The fact that random customers are like, with like sparkles in their eyes, yeah. so sweet. Well, and- that's the interesting thing about male fame and female fame is male fame, single male fame, especially you can get sex from it. Larry oh, David Lord. one time said that, that, fame is wasted on the married man because <laughs> like what the fuck am i gonna do with it um and and as a woman i wonder what you could get from it i don't even know what women get from wealth and fame it's like the guys get like power and i'm fucking get in here and suck my di-, like all that well, like get- parties and shit I women like i we- always say have day spa days and buy nice bags what no women are Women get to feel a little bit of power that men feel. Mm-hmm. But and, men are doing it to get laid and to get status from other men. Right. I guess the end all. Here's the thing, though. Women, fame, I think. I don't have any fame. Uh, that's to tell you the answer. It's you and like four other dudes. But women, fame, I think, already feels like the attention we get naturally. You're already getting it. Amplified. Yeah. Whereas male fame probably just feels like that one time a girl like tried to fuck him and yeah. now it's just a bunch of people. Yeah, that's exactly right. So um, I think it probably feels a little better if you're a guy. Well, it's markedly different. Yeah. I had the thought when you were saying, I was thinking about men want to get money and status so that we can get sex and women get money and power but and you don't get sex from it for the most i mean really and i but i would say if 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 and angela merkel and (laughs) and naomi campbell kate upton whoever were in the same room of all women who do you think would get more attention? Kate Upton and Naomi Kim. Yeah. Which is like, well, that's, which just says that women for now still value beauty over brains and power. Okay. But couldn't you see it as, I feel like, uh, you get a lot like it, the, what you get diminishes the higher up you go. So it's great. It's almost like, women really only want to get to a director vice president level because once you get too far up to the top you get a little isolated like you want a little bit of power but not too much why not though i this is not speaking about me yeah but i think the higher up you go you can be very intimidating i remember you didn't even want it to have the smoothie from that rich lady's assistant yeah no so i think it the it probably inverts 
uh, the, well, no, the, the more power and education women have, the 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 worse their romantic prospects. Yeah. So, but it, like, I don't low, think that's. I don't know that women are conscious of that. Though. They probably they, notice it, but but there's a lot less. I know there are like glass ceilings and sexism that's preventing women yeah. from succeeding a lot. But I also feel like a lot of it's like, do I need to be? I just well, that's the lean in thing is that is that women have kids and then they have to leave the work place for a while. And there are places that don't like hiring pregnant women because it's like, well, well, and it, a woman, I just, spent, you on? <laughs> I just, I just spent all this time and my life getting educated to do this high power job. And it's like, OK, now I want to have a kid. Yeah. I don't know. It, yeah, I don't know how whatever. I well, know. yeah, I, it's it's a it's a. Say it's a good problem to have because women always have that. That feels like a big goal for a lot of women. Right. Is reproducing. And what would you 60% of women? 70%? What? Want to have kids? Yeah, I think like 70. Um, That's very high. Yeah. So, which would be like a... I feel like if women just got that, they would... would, A lot of women in my head would be satisfied with that. Just um, having a baby? But not just like, and then I just fucking hang out with baby. But like, you know, being a mom, like that seems to be a big life goal. Yeah. Whereas guys, I think is like, and then eventually I'll be a dad. Right, exactly. Like, it's not this fucking, forefront. Some, I'll, they'll force me into being a dad. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, hey, Daniel, we're done. Goodbye. Yes. <laughs> Daniel, do it again. You've got mail. Nice. You fucked up, but I like the way you fucked up correctly, Daniel. Hi, Neil and Bianca. Love the podcast. Please keep up great conversations. Wish you the most success with the pod. This is written from Casey Kasem. Um, (laughs) I'm a young black guy in the UK. The issue I'm having is that I think the relationship I have with my close female friend may be toxic. By that, I mean she may be racist. Oh, Lord. Huh. Uh I we met in college and discovered we live on the same street and have been close ever since. This was five years ago. The issue I'm having is that no one knows we're friends. She basically keeps her friendship secret because I'm black. Her family doesn't like black people. She's Turkish, by the way. You didn't need, even need to say it. <laughs> um, it was either Turkish or Gypsy. She might be Gypsy. <laughs> Do not say Gypsy. This has been an issue for as long as I've known her as when we hang out. We have to be discreet, even though we're adults. If I pick her up, I have to do it on another street. If I drop her home, it has to be considerable distance from where we both live, specifically so her dad doesn't see us. I mean, I've never heard of a side dick friend. Your side, you're not even, your platonic side dick. You're not even fucking her. He's not even fucking her. It's like, dude, what do you see the relation? Where is this headed? Yeah, you can come kick it with me when I'm out if you, you're you free. I don't understand this. Are you going to tell people about them? <laughs> You'll let people know when you come to London? <laughs> Is that what you were saying? He can hang out with you? No, no. I'm saying if he's out i don't know this friendship is confusing to me because if someone is that like my dad can't know you're around and they're just friends yeah why so much sneaking why not because just go a, kick it with me when i'm out that's a level of here? racism that's like a 1930s level of racism uh, no i understand the racism but why is does the he know so- that hey do you know that slavery is over sir things are changing 
You don't Not have to do Liberia, this. in Liberia, apparently. It's in, it's the UK. Oh, yeah. Well, also, <laughs> you don't have to do this. The thing is, Middle Eastern people are racist. Uh, you mean more than, again, uh, more than white people or more than? No, I, American white people are racist in a different way. They're racist. The racism is re- rooted in hatred. Yeah. And fear. Whereas, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm Persian and it's just like ignorance. It's like, oh, black. It's also real tribal. Very tribal. Yeah. We're immigrants in London. Yeah. Stick together. Who's this black male around my daughter? There's yeah. that, you know, male to female hierarchy. Yeah. I I grew up around it, so I understand yeah. it. But it is, by our terms, very racist. I just don't think the root of it, the intention is as sinister as it is with, like, in America. It's Yeah, I get it, but it's still, it's shitty. It's shitty. And, uh... Uh, like she it's shitty man yeah uh, she just says like things about black women that he has to correct check her on. on yeah like just i she doesn't sound like a good friend and i don't know but like i said since i have a feeling this is rooted in ignorance just educate her bring her into the 21st century is that what century right century? but i don't how he's what's he gonna and then i'm like hello are you jamila's father I'm Malik. <laughs> Why is he? What do you mean, Malik? What who is this Malik? Um, <laughs> does this look familiar? And then it's a, some oh my bauble that he got. This movie her. is so uh, good. No, it's like a shitty. It's like Save the Last Dance. But, it's like Save the but Last Britain Dance. But and no dancing and no and Stormzy love. does the soundtrack. He does the last song on the soundtrack. Uh, Daniel, goodbye. <laughs> Hey, Neil and Bianca, last episode, someone emailed in about Aziz Ansari possibly stealing material for his new special. You explained how comedians are all influenced by the great ones, in this case, Dave Chappelle, which leads me to this. Last week, it came out that Louis C.K. had asked Anthony Jeselnik for permission to use parts of his joke and then hash out the punchline. This was reported in the media as Louis C.K. stealing Anthony's work. Anthony then declared that he was okay with it at the time. Um, uh, Have you heard Anthony's whole bit on it? Mm Mm-mm. So um, did he say that Louis blocked the door? Okay. Um, my <laughs> question is, is this a common occurrence? Have other comedians ever asked you for permission to use your setups? If so, uh, is this a common practice? What's the standard in terms of using the setup? I don't know what he means by setup. I think so. Jessel Situation, Nick, I think. He, he Jessel, and I, it sounded like Louis wanted to just do it as an exercise to see if he could you come up with different or better punchlines for anthony's so anthony went up first yeah. i mean i i'm like telling his bit i don't know yeah i don't know whatever what else are we gonna do i mean okay yeah explain it <laughs> so just based on what he said like he was in he came to the store last week oh i don't know if i allowed to say he did it on he also talked about it with colin quinn oh okay yeah no thing. and it was he i basically just said like he, he went up to the set louis came up after him and then did uh similar set as a joke yeah like just like kind of trolling him as a friend yeah and then it came out that um then what the guy said in the in the email came out and then he had to go defend him he's like now i gotta go defend this fucking guy Mm -hmm. because it wasn't that big of a deal right but that's just this is this is everyone he was just like i don't want to go along in comedy getting involved in comedy exactly what it's the upside and downside of comedy being so popular is that like people it's clickbaity and, and and it is good clickbait because we're all emotionally unstable and verbal. 
But and it's the same thing with the Comedy Central girl, the XXX. Right. Like, well, yeah, it's like fucking Louis a thief or whatever. Like it, it's at nothing. Ten years ago, it's not even a story for Jesselnick. No. At the at a at dinner, maybe it's a story at dinner. It's a dinner. Now story. it's now it's uh, a a blurb and like a headline. And then he was like, basically, I have to go defend him because that's. Yeah, because so, it's because it's. He, I get it. He has to defend him. It's like it's. You, if it's for the greater shit. good. It's, it's for just the greater corny. good. It's just people that don't understand comedy getting involved and uh, people. I mean, set setups isn't a thing. It's we all talk about the same. I mean, not we all don't all talk about the same thing. But if somebody does a Michael Jackson joke, I don't go. Hey, hey can this. I use your Michael <laughs> Jackson setup? They're all like on. I remember on Weekend Update they used to like for people that could submit jokes. They would have, they would send you setups like these are the news stories, but right. it wasn't like my valuable setups. Like everyone knows that that Mitt Romney said something dork. It's you know, right. it's not proprietary. Um, so yeah, so people, that's not even really a thing. Hey guys, you've got mail. Nice, Daniel. Should have <laughs> said goodbye. Then come with that. Let's do it again. You've got mail. Nope, Daniel. Goodbye. There we go, Daniel. You've got mail. Okay. Okay, good. Still wasn't right, but whatever. We're we're growing. Um, hey guys, this is probably going to be a mouthful, so I'm going to be as try to be as concise as possible. Despite the swaths of social media justice warriors, I feel like we're having a lot of the right conversations, and I feel hopeful about our future. However, to say that no one is overshooting the mark with certain claims of racism and sexism would be asinine. Example: Sean King, who's a journalist. Uh, once yeah. tweeted that it was uh, excessive force when a police officer shot a black woman who pointed a shotgun at him. I don't think this is even close to the majority of claims, but it happens often enough. I majored in math and now teach math because I'm obsessed with logic, truth, and accuracy. So when I see people claim racism and sexism when it doesn't seem to have anything to do with it, it rubs me the wrong way. Simply because invalid logic is upsetting to me on a core level. It's fucking, you're speaking my yeah, language, brother. I've Asperger's for for facts. <laughs> However, as a white man in today's political climate, saying so would just come with an accusation of me trying to uphold my position in the white male patriarchy. So most of the time I keep it to myself. So on to my question. This is him keeping it concise. Jesus Christ, teachers are fucking yammerers. What is the value of striving for accuracy and claims of racism, sexism, and otherwise? What's the downside of just letting people say certain things are racist or sexist when they aren't? It's really obvious when the result of unchecked radical conservatism is, but what is the downside of unchecked radical liberalism? Uh, as people have spent a lot of the South... Oh, this is like a separate question. Okay, so let's answer that oh, question. Yeah, I think totally that the, the unfettered liberalism is how you end up with no due process. It's you end up with protected groups who everything they say is is tr- absolute uh indefatigable truth it's yeah. you can't you ain't this is it's it's replacing white men with women it's replacing white it's just flipping it's we talked about it. it's flipping it's one bad system being um f- swapped out for another bad system and and so when people say that Joe Biden is old fashioned and he's it's like, well, he's yeah, he's an old fashioned politician in that he still believes in 
in due process and thinks like that, you know, we should reach across the aisle and all that stuff. By the same token, he didn't give Anita Hill due process. So, yeah. so now is the, so is the new director of the country to be, well, then we're not going to give him any, like that's a, that's eye for an eye and it's vengeful and it's, it's, it's a fine if you want to go that way, but it's going to be a while before white people aren't in controls of the levers of society. I think everything kind of does a uh, McCarthyism cycle. You know, mm-hmm. it goes to point, 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 and then, oh, no, it's me. Like, it yeah. all comes back around. Yeah. So right now, when people are oppressed, when there's like there's a a relaxation on the oppression you know now women kind of are people with a new voice people with a new voice thank you there's a wave of backlash where kind of everybody gets swept up in this undertow al franken you know we could argue a few people who wasn't that big of a deal but they still got swept up bill cosby go ahead (laughs) (laughs) um the problem is that Eventually, I think what will happen is the, I think the biggest problem right now is that liberals do not get, we do not talk about the problem with liberals. We do generally, I'm surprised it's not a bigger topic. There, racism what we, what on the, the left. The, the actual problem. The actual problem. The problem, the, what they say the problem with liberals is, uh, in liberal circles, the problem most of the time is they're not liberal enough. They're not, and it's like, no, no that's, that's not, not actually the, the problem. There's a foundational problem. Yes. There is foundational hypocrisy yes. and patting on the back and looking the other way when it's convenient. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing goes on. Human problem, human system problems. But that we only, we only resign these issues to the right because, you know, they're racist yeah, and better. they're this. It feels better yeah. that conservatives are you know wrong or something yeah. but we're arguing about straws exactly. literally about straws yeah but in the end as soon as we really take a look because me and you're both liberals mm-hmm. i have so many issues with the racism on the left mm-hmm. that we ignore and it's woven into these fabrics we're like yeah sure you know it, it's just like we'll donate to donate to certain causes but uncomfortable with a maybe a mexican paisa looking dude sitting next to you i mean these sort of hypocrisies that's not the only one there's a lot i'm just saying the moment i just think the only issue is really looking at liberalism for its faults and not yes and we are less racist than republicans yeah i in it again by and large but (laughs) that just means they're 97 percent racist and we're 57% 57% racist. <laughs> yes, it's not, it's a, it's a, a matter of degree. Issue. It's not a matter of, of, uh, it's not categorical. So, uh, that to me is, it's just protecting groups and not, not being, uh, no due process, just going based on feelings, going based on like, well, I don't like it. Well, I don't want kids in cages. Okay. Tell me the immigration plan. What when people go we we should let more people in? How many should we let in? Right. I always want to say to liberals, how many should we let in? Uh, I don't. How many did we let in last year? Do you know? Most people have no fucking idea. The funny part is, 
that Obama deported way more people than Trump so has so far. I'm not, I, I, I don't know if that's true. It might be true. I just don't know. I just read this article that yeah. I can't quote the numbers. Yeah. And I will and make sure I'm not talking yeah. out of my ass. Otherwise, there'll be apology at the beginning mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. next week's episode. Mm-hmm. But, and Trump has passed more gun laws than Obama, technically. Yeah. I mean, there's, yes, there are like, that's I'm just saying of, that's, that's those. I never believe things like that because it's it's like no 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 that's it's not something you have to believe it's yeah. true but I'm just saying that we only look at what we don't like we aren't you know right if you yeah, if you have an issue with people immigration didn't drones uh as like Obama it's a pretty noxious but we're we tend to give Obama the benefit of the doubt we give Obama the benefit of the doubt but if you are a real critic of Trump you can make. Very yeah, the policies criti- are eighty percent similar. They're so similar, Continuous, but it's yes. yeah. Okay. Um, so hey, I'm gonna handle this with Daniel. Goodbye. <laughs> You've got mail. Hey, Bianca and Neil, what platforms with platforms like Netflix putting out so much stand-up comedy? What has that done to the audience at live shows? Increase them. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> You've got mail. Hey, Neil and Binky, I'm pretty racially and culturally ambiguous. I've never felt the need to nail down what I am. But Americans have always been extremely concerned about yeah, my identity. Concerned is a funny word. I'm half Pakistani, half white. I was born American, but I lived in North Africa, the Middle East, and Southeast Asia until I was 13 and went to high school in Texas. Americans love to frequently and loud me, loudly tell me what I am. Mm-hmm. When I'm with white people, they insist that I'm brown. When I'm with the non-white people, they insist very strongly that I'm white. One of my closest black friends once cried laughing when I called myself brown in front of him. He still brings it up. This black son of a... <laughs> uh, Texans have never accepted me as Texan, but when I'm outside of Texas, people... Insist I'm Texan. How do you feel, Neil, and what Binky thinky, especially considering Binky's and everything bagel? Maybe she has practical <laughs> advice. I thought us mixies were supposed to be loved by everyone. What can I do to stop people from othering me? Listen, Americans are so fucking concerned with your ethnicity. Yeah. It's crazy. The amount people are, oh, what are you? What are it's you sta- It's pure status. How do I need to treat you? What should I expect? Yeah, it's strange. When I'm here, people think I'm Ethiopian. When I'm in New York, they think I'm Dominican. Mm-hmm. When I'm in Boston, they're like, are you Cape Verdean? Which I don't even know where that is. Yeah. Um, when I'm in Panama, people think I'm Dominican. Like I, The only people who accept me are Ethiopians wholeheartedly. They're just like, you're us. You're our people. But they, meaning? They just don't take, I'm not them for an answer. Right. Okay. So they don't they don't ask, they tell. They just know I'm Ethiopian. And yeah. they speak to me in their language and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying. But everybody else is so concerned. Why people are the only ones that make a go out of my way to be like, you're not black. And I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, I'm not white. Yeah. I'm black enough. Right. And then black people generally don't care. Latin people who are not Afro Latin very much are like you're not black either they're both it's like the lighter ones don't want you to be black they want your it's almost like you're more than that don't interesting don't resign yourself to just yeah. like oh i'm black don't limit yourself don't limit honey. yourself <laughs> <laughs> you need it's to weird. dream bigger do you care what do you want to know 
Uh, I've stopped. I'm pretty good at guessing in general, but I, for the most part, have stopped because I know it's just sh- I've heard enough jokes about Bobby Lee and what are you and right. you know and to, to the point that this is a racial advice show my my advice for when it comes to race is just be white <laughs> if oh you can God, be white advice is that? just be white this is for everybody just be white <laughs> it's it's so much easier if you can pick be white <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I stopped asking, but, but it's, it's interesting. But the thing is, if there's a box, you know, where you have to, yeah. they call Persians and Middle Easterns white. See? So I'm, it's, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Discussing Aziz and Daniel. Daniel. Goodbye. You've got mail. Discussing Aziz and comic appropriation, you touched on it in saying that Dave does Bugs Bunny. I mentioned the prior and Dave both have a white guy voice, but I'm surprised that you didn't really go into this. I definitely consider Dave Chappelle's white guy voice to be a nod to Pryor's white guy voice. They're incredibly similar in sound, but more importantly in feel. These two characters by two of the greatest comedians of all time are basically the same character. With Dave, <laughs> though, regardless of whether or not it's conscious decision to do Pryor's white guy, it works great. Why wouldn't he keep the character alive if he can continue to do it justice? How y'all feel about the voice? Have you heard any other comics adopt this voice? Every black comic does a white voice. Yeah, it's just it's a, really it's a variation. It's again because Dave is considered the best or one of the best. He's doing a tribute to Richard. Right. <laughs> it's like a tribute. Do you think Dave consciously thought I'm going to do a tribute to Richard Pryor? No, he's just fucking. What if two on dudes stage? And you're like, I'm gonna let's see what comes out when I do a white voice. It's like it's a tried and true thing. It's do like you have a don't. white guy voice? Yeah, like an obnoxious white guy voice. It's like that thing of like, who needs rhythm when you own the rhythm? Uh, yeah, that is how you do. Yeah. It. It's like country clubby. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. That is how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some like it's kind of Ted Knight from Caddyshack. Yeah, and it's a bit like handsome boy modeling school i like i like the white voices i don't really care yeah and also but the, 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 if you think anyone's doing a tribute it's like it's you're out of your mind um uh hi guys daniel goodbye you've got mail daniel you know you could just make that one button you know because they're <laughs> they're tied i know i'm sure you're learning <laughs> we're all learning, Daniel. Every we every minute learning. of this life, we're okay. all learning. Feeler here, who's listened from the start. How do you feel, and what do you think about high school reunions? A friend of mine has been seeing this guy for a couple months, and he invited her as his date to his high school reunion. Should you feel obliged no. to attend your own, let alone attend as a date with someone else? Let me tell you something. I really have a feel about this. Great. I think you should. I like high school reunions. I like my class, so it's really fun to see mm-hmm. them. We just get wasted and realize that no one's doing better than anyone else, and it's great. Do not bring a date. It's the uh, worst idea. A date? A date. You know everyone since you were children. First of all, I promise you that the girl is hotter than the guy. The guy wants to show her off. Oh, yeah. You're right. It's just a trope. It's just like, see? Yeah. Don't do that. Look who I tricked. The two people who brought their husbands, I felt so bad for them. They were just in the corner. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like... just let them... That's, I think that's a... Uh, people don't want to seem like they're not supporting their wife or husband. 
So they feel like, and the husband doesn't want to not invite them or, but you're just going to be reminiscent. You straight reminiscing. It's just all like, Oh, I remember that. What about Josh Michelson? <laughs> oh, fucking what the fuck's he doing? And what are you going to have to explain the story for like, Oh, so, so we all right. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm sorry, babe. I, it, it doesn't make sense. Uh, I, my, I, I went to one of them and then they, we, my class like stopped having them. (laughs) No one got it together, (laughs) which is funny. But like when I go to Philly, like I'll see my, and I text with them. So like my friend circle, but I, but that's goes to like rep in your city. Like the people that I went to high school are the coolest. Like, no, there's like eight of them that I'm, that I fuck with, but like, I'm not. Like, just by merit of you being in this radius, I'm cool with you. Are you, were you popular? I was much like I am now, cool with the cool every people. group. Oh. I was a part of the cool group, but I was also cool with all of the groups. Interesting. And I didn't really feel like I belonged to many of them. Did you? Ironically have- enough, not really cool with the black kids. I was going to say, there, were there Because there kids? were like 15, like a pocket of kids that they brought Less from 10. the inner city. Yeah, they trained them in. Um, and, uh, and, and we would throw stuff at them. I'm kidding. Oh um, no, I'm kidding. Like uh, but I, they just seemed like, I just felt bad for them. Like, I just felt like, ugh, this must suck for them. And yeah. I never really, I couldn't have proven to them that I was cool at all. Because I kind of wasn't. Alley, yeah. Um, let me read the next one. Yeah. What's up, good people? I'm a black dude who wants to get married one day. Since you two always talk about not wanting to get married. Oh, no. I wonder, what's the purpose of being with someone if it's not to stay with them? I know marriage isn't necessary and that it most benefits the woman. But if there isn't an end game is the plan to keep dating until the flames die then we keep starting over we'll have when you get old anyway i'm a fan um you don't have to be married to stay with someone yeah that's a the second point is if the flame goes out move on you just the hope is the flame doesn't go out he's Um, saying though you just keep starting over yeah, it's 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 just it's a pick your poison thing, man. It's just a pick your poison. What suits your personality better? I could deal with the. I've always had the thought. I'd rather be an unhappy guy alone in my house than an unhappy guy alone in bed with my wife. That's interesting because there's a lot of people who'd rather be. In an okay marriage. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I would feel pressure and I would just get angry at her. <laughs> I think Adam Carolla has a bit where he's like, marriage is like when you're in a hot tub and it's warm enough, but it could be hotter. And so you're like, hey, do you mind going on and turning on the bubbles? And it's like, nah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just stay. Yeah, in like. It. 81 is a cool temperature. It's fi- it's not cold. Yeah. So it's it's fine. Yeah. And it was it's so it tickles me. Did it does it work? Uh yeah. Yeah, great. It does. Um work. the and and also building your life for the last 3 or 5 years. 
That is it's just an odd way to live, man. It's uh, the analogy I thought of is like, you know, when you go to the mall and like, uh, it'll be the parking lot will be mostly empty, but then there's parking by the by the um, by the mall or the stadium or whatever wherever you're going, and like older men will park the furthest spot away, yeah, so they can pull out at the right. end. It's like what that's what marriage is to me. <laughs> Is parking so far away from? It's so inconvenient to save yourself. If you just front load all this inconvenience, so that the end is inconvenience is more and pain really. It's, so that so that the end of your life is more pleasing. Meanwhile, I'm not going to be mad if my life. You ever see like a dope movie and then the last scene stupid? That's I'm happy to do that. Oh, that doesn't bother me. If the last scene sucks, but the movie was good. Yeah. I'm trying to make a good movie. Not a, I don't care about the last scene. Shoot me. You know what? I know someone that only, and this is so weird. He makes sure the last bite of his meal is the best. That's funny. So he doesn't eat the good thing. I'm like, oh, that one's the best. You got to try that. Yeah. It's like, got to wait to the end. Yeah. Because that has to be the last feeling and what yeah. the fuck to eat it and if that's funny the last bite is bad he'll go order something that's good it's very sounds strange. like my kind of weirdo <laughs> uh yeah i don't you don't need to get married i yeah, don't you're know if, good, you, if we made that point you've got mail nice. goodbye Dan, oh, Dan, i mean you fucked up the order okay, but you but get the i hope they get the idea okay. loving the podcast yes love the banter love the candidness saw an article a few weeks years ago about male birth control and i thought of it when you briefly touched on an episode recently i think you could really elaborate on the topic the holy grail would be a quote long acting reversible contraception a process that turns off sperm production till the guy goes to the doctor to have it reversed think of an iud not a daily pill uh the part i'm interested in hearing your voices about is how disruptive this would be potentially with men completely in control over uh, whether they're fertile. I think this has potential drastically alter relationships. Some women, it seems, have a biological clock and desire to have kids. Men appear on the whole to not. Birth rates may plummet. Mm. It could be as revolutionary as the pill. That is interesting. Um, I think birth rates would I I do too. And I think, I wonder what women would do to get men to like turn your sperm on. Yeah. Are you going to, hey, can you like, turn we're not, your sperm on I'm not on having sex year? with you until. You turn your sperm on. <laughs> and then. Turn your sperm on. Yeah. Turn your sperm on. Like, that's the, the problem with, with male-female relationships to me is that I, I did a joke last week that I, it works pretty well. But I said, men prefer work to relationships a lot of times because work is certain hours, certain expectations certain reward right 40 hours work on the thing get 1500 bucks a week relationships are whatever hour she wants expectations are all of them and reward is we'll see <laughs> so it's there's no consistency i said on stage that people didn't like they like that they didn't like when i said if you get married you can't make someone only have sex with you and then not have sex with them whenever they want. Like, it's just not right. If there's one restaurant that you can only eat at one restaurant, you got to be open if I'm hungry. 
that's it so goes old both fashion. ways. I know, but that's again, that's when marriage worked, Bianca. Uh, I know. That's I when it worked. So it's so old fashioned. The whole thing's old fashioned, yeah, so but archaic. we've thrown out the parts of it that were made it equitable. Now it's just like, no, you shame men into it. You guilt them into having kids, and then they walk behind you five feet in the mall like a woman in the Middle East. But the thing is, I don't know. I'm kind of like, it. I just feel like if you had, I think the reason why birth, I, I think the reason why getting pregnant works is because the guy there's always a little question if this is going to work or not. Like, oh, you know, I, he ejaculates inside of you. Right. It's not a guarantee. Turning on, a guy actively turning on his sperm and knowing, cool. Yeah. I just think, I don't know if... I also, I, I think would, would also like to say STD rates would skyrocket. Because ain't no one wearing a bag. No. What's and, the point? Yeah. I don't, I don't even got this. What are you worried about? Maybe there'd be so many STDs that like they would not be taboo anymore. They'd cancel themselves out. <laughs> Somebody like, did that joke like, well, Ooh. if we all had herpes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's an interesting point. It, it's almost it's science fiction. It is a weird thing. The idea of men controlling contraception in that turnkey away is is science fiction. Well, it wouldn't work because I feel like if I feel like there's a very specific reason why women are in control of it. But this doesn't. There's no upkeep. This is what's interesting about this button you idea. Mean? You just go and turn it on, and you can't. In order to turn it back on, it's like well, they kind of do now. It's getting your tubes tied, and you can get it undone. You I mean, think this uh, would be less invasive, and it would just be a one stop, one button shop. I mean, um, there's no button. It would have to be like an IUD thing. Right. Of course, there's no button. Really, there wouldn't be like a plunger <laughs> no, on a guy's hip. Um, but, but I mean, yeah. you have to go to the doctor to get it removed. So that's not happening quick. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it would, once you get it, it and because guys have no relationship with their genitals. Right. Other than just like, you cool? All right, cool. We're like roommates. Like we're like roommates who don't talk a lot. Right. Hey, hi, bye, hi, bye. You guys and your vaginas are like besties. Um, You guys share a bed. They're like when something's wrong with like a woman's vagina, she has she has to basically go to like an auto shop. Yeah. I think it's fuck. I can't remember. I feel bad. Yeah. uh, Yeah. But somebody don't do that joke if you're thinking about it. No. Someone Um, does it. It's on the special. But so men have no relationship with our bodies. And if there was. A thing like that, birth rates would plummet, and um, do you think sexual assault would go up? I don't know, but I know that male female relationship would change, and I also think guys, guys would, would have lie a little more and, power. Yes, guys would lie and say that they they uh, they were on it. I feel like so many guys would turn off their sperm that. Guys can extort women like, all right, pay me and all. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it would be absolute it would, extortion. It would, it would be mayhem. There's a knock at the door. There's a knock at the We're door. We're done. We're done. But so. the knock on the door is, I believe, my scooter okay. being delivered. Okay. You guys. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Bring the fire.